Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. I'm Lee. To you from the D Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America, and I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Thursday, July 14th, 2022, bringing you a rare Thursday show. I had to change up the schedule a little bit this week because of uh, other things going on in my life and uh, sugar water. Um, the best way to solve this is if you subscribe to the show on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Um, you'll know when the show alerts. I try to do three shows a week. I've said this plenty of times before. This is a hobby for me. I appreciate everybody that does listen to the show on a current you know, on a regular basis. Um, however, uh, this is a hobby, and I am a uh, I've got a full-time job and a part-time podcast. So, unfortunately, the job that pays me money and the wife that uh, I don't want her to kick my ass uh, come first. So, sorry. Anyway, uh, but we can say this about that. If you would please subscribe to the show, share this with your friends, give us some good ratings on the podcast apps in which you're listening to this on, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Don't Tread on America, and Twitter uh, at DTOM underscore 1775, and also on uh, TikTok at uh, Don't Tread on America, mainly on there. I just post drink videos and whatnot. Um, but here's the deal. For those of you that enjoy the show and listen to it on a regular basis, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Um in order for me to bring you shows on a constant basis, I need y'all's help in promoting the show and uh, spreading the word. A quick little thing before we get into the show today. I want to say, um, got a pretty good little bump on the views. Uh, the Facebook Live I did, the uh, Spring Up <laughs> Facebook Live I did the other day on, um, I guess that was Friday. Right? I don't know, whenever I did it last week. <laughs> now, it was in the afternoon, um, so the views mainly came after the fact. There wasn't during the case of the live show. So what I'm thinking I'm going to do is start doing on on Saturdays that I'm available to do so. I think I'm going to start doing a Facebook live show. Um, this Saturday will be one. I'll probably do it around 5 o'clock. So the best way to know about this is, is if... You follow the the uh, Don't Tread on America page on Facebook. You'll get an alert showing that we're going live, and uh, that way you can actually listen to the podcast while I'm recording it. You can see my goofy ass do the show and all the fumble fucking. Like if you guys listen to other podcasts, which I have to assume you do. Um, and I would what I'm saying by other podcast, I mean professional podcast you know like a Bongino or a Tim Pool or these guys and they have engineers they have producers <laughs> that's me I I am a man of many hats I am the the uh, 
producer, the editor, the uh, video engineer, the audio engineer, <laughs> the content producer. Uh, I don't claim that hat solely. Uh, Chris does help me with some of the content. But point being is um, it's, it's basically uh, a one-and-a-half-man show for the most part. Um, so you have to forgive me there. But like I said, I can start doing more shows if um, if we start getting more of a following. I've been doing this about a year and a half now. Um, downloads are decent. I'm not complaining about that. I mean, I'd love for it to be twice as much or ten times as much or whatever. And I know it takes time. Podcasts for just regular schmucks like me don't just pop instantly. So it's something that I have to keep on keeping on. And I'm going to... Um, do so as long as I feel like I can. Anywho, with that being said, so I really would have liked to do done a show yesterday, not going to lie, uh, with the inflation numbers coming out. So I think we're going to start the show with that. The in, you know, inflation numbers came out yesterday, and if you guys didn't know this already, they are quite interesting. So <clears throat> yesterday the inflation numbers came out uh, at 9.1%. Now, it's for 12 months from June of this year to June of last year. This is the largest annual increase since November of 81. So last month in, um, in May, when the numbers came out in June, so they come out pretty much every month on the 13th. So like me and Chris were having a discussion today, and he's like, I thought they didn't release those until on Fridays, so you didn't really have nothing to talk about about on the weekend. What well, it's not a day per se, it's the date. So they always come out on 13th, um, you know, for whatever reason. But nonetheless, um, so like, and well, I guess it's not always on the 13th per se. So in August, they'll come out on the 10th. Like I have the, uh, the, the website here. It tells you everything. But the interesting thing is this. Okay, so for this year so far, January, February, March, April, May, June, um, we started the year out of seven and a half. February jump 0.4 to 7.9, then a jump 0.6 in March, and then it went down 0.2. Remember, if you recall that in April, they were oh, see, everything's balancing out, it's evening out, and then it jumped again in May, and now it jumped to half a percent between May and June. Um, the interesting thing is when dipshit took office in January of 21. The um, inflation number was 1.4%. So in the year and a half that he has been president, it has gone up 7.5% points. Now, I know I'm speaking to the choir when I say this. Eh, you're killing us, Joe. And then you knew the numbers were going to be bad when... I'm sorry, I don't know her name, Jean Pierre, whatever the the White House uh, spokesperson lady there came out yesterday, you know, the day before the numbers came out saying, oh, well, you know, expect the numbers to be bad, but you got to keep in mind that the gas um, prices were going down and the, you know, stuff's going down. Okay, they don't calculate the number like in the middle of June. It's not like, oh, June 15th, they calculate the number for June. They calculate it at the end of the month. They calculate it actually the beginning of the following month. Thus, the reason why it doesn't get released for two weeks into the new month. If it was something that was calculated like on the 20th of June, we would know on the 1st of July. We wouldn't know on the, tw on the 13th of July. We would have known earlier at why it takes so long to even come up with that number at, at any rate is beyond me. But so um, in the year and a half that he's been president, so like I have the chart here. So, I mean, it's nothing I'm making up. It literally, the only month that it dropped was between March and April of this year, and that's when it dropped 0.2%. Um, but every month since then, it's gone up. And we obviously see that. We see that in the gas prices. We see that at the grocery store. Every time, I mean, think about it. You go to the grocery store and you buy, you know, whatever you buy. If it's something that you don't, don't buy every week, 
let's say it's something you buy every couple of weeks because it's last you, you know, whatever that something is. Have you ever noticed how you might have bought it today and it was $2 and then you buy it, you know, like three or four weeks from now and it's two ten? I mean, it's not a drastic increase. Like you're like, well, it only went up 10 cents. Okay, but that's 5%. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, if you look at it from a percentage point or, or they do this thing now that they're calling shrinkflation. So let's say you buy a bag of rice or whatever, and you buy a, a one-pound bag of rice, and it's, you know, $4, whatever. Now that $4 bag of rice is in a pound, it's, you know, 14 ounces. They're doing those types of things where the price is still the same, but the packaging has gotten smaller. But what's interesting is this website I'm on is called the U.S. Inflation Calculator. So now the numbers I just gave you, the 9.1 is is based on the end of June of this year, so June 30th of 22, compared to June from June 30th of 21. But this website has a an up-to-date calendar. So and what I mean by that is today is July 14th, right? So I can key in here um, 2021, okay? And uh, if I purchase an item for a dollar in 2021, how much does that cost me now in 2022, right? So that's as of July 14th of 22 versus July 14th of 21. Now, $1 item costs $1.09. And here's where I'm talking about the interesting thing is this. Okay, so they want to say... Oh, gas prices are going down. That number's in, inflated because it didn't take into account that the gas prices have lowered. Um, okay, so just for shits and giggles, let's see. Today is the 14th of July. Gas prices are going down a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean, I think the national average is 478 So 22 cents. Now, granted, around here where I live, they're a little bit lower than that. They're 430 something for regular gas. Um, but we're going to say national average. We're not going to worry about Florida versus California versus, you know, Montana, whatever. If, if you want to make the argument that that number's inflated 9.1 because it was, you know, the gas prices just started going down and blah, blah, blah. Then how come this number, July 14th of 22 versus July 14th of 21, it's a 9.4% increase. It's because just in the two weeks, now granted, I know the numbers were just released yesterday, but in the two weeks of this month so far, we've already raised interest rates, or I'm sorry, not interest, inflation rate has already gone up 0.3% in two weeks. What do you think it's going to be in another two weeks? I said this a couple of, like a month or so ago, on one of the shows where by the end of summer, we're probably going to be looking at double digit inflation. And furthermore, by the end of this month of July, it's the end of the second quarter of the year. So the first quarter of the year, we already had a negative um, GDP. We already had negative growth in this country. They're um, saying that that's going to happen again this quarter. Two quarters of negative growth puts you in a recession. Now, you'll hear people say, oh, the second quarter we had enough negative growth, so now we're in a recession. No, we're not now in a recession. We're six months into a recession. The um, interesting thing is, is I, I meant to check this before I got on, so I'm going to hop on the old trusty, dusty telephone here real quick and look at stocks. Stock market doesn't close for another hour but, um, you know, with the um, numbers released yesterday, I knew the stock market was going to be down. And um, right now it's down 300 points from yesterday. Um, you know, still have an hour to go. But nonetheless, um, <clears throat> what is that telling you? So, God bless. So if... Uh, if in the two months, or I'm sorry, the two weeks of this month, we've already gained 0.3%. We're at a 9.4 right now. 
Oh, Don, it was a 9.1. No, that was for June. As of July 14th, 2022, we are at a 9.4%. And you know, you know that I'm giving you facts. And the reason I say that, and you could say, whatever, Don, you're full of shit. Okay, cool, whatever. The reason I say you know why I'm giving you facts is the fact that if this said 8.4, <laughs> right, they, the White House, Jean-Pierre, Biden, whoever, would be making sure, oh, yeah, it was 9.1 at the end of June. But really, if you calculate it now, since the gas prices have gone down, since that number was actually calculated, it's at an 8.4. So you know I'm telling you the truth because if the number was better than 9.1, they would be touting that. That's all you would hear on CNN and MSNBC and out of the White House and whoever else. So you obviously have to believe what I'm telling you is the truth. And furthermore, if you don't believe what I'm telling you, then go to U.S. Inflation Calculator and it'll give you the information. So with that being said, I want to read you a story. This is a story of a man named Jet. No, this is a story from August 23rd of 2020. Now, this was while um, Biden was running for president, right? This wasn't President Biden. This is this was Trump was still president, and um, Biden was running for president. You had Kamala as his running mate. This was at the point that it was already determined that Biden and Kamala were running. This was August of 2020, which, by the way. The inflation number was at a, I don't, depending on when this, well, I said the 23rd of August. So the July number for um, August of 2020 was 1.0%. And in August, it was 1.3% inflation. So not that that matters, but I'm just throwing that out there. It was 8% lower than it is right now. So Biden was in, had an interview with ABC's David Muir. And this was about raising taxes. And if you guys recall, Biden said, his words, no new taxes for anybody making less than 400000 You remember that was the big thing. That was the big thing that everyone talked about. So in the first joint interview, Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden and his running mate, Senator Kamala Harris, the former vice president, told ABC World News Tonight anchor David Muir that everybody should pay their fair share. I will raise taxes for anybody making over $400,000 a year. Biden told me you're adding no new taxes. No new taxes would be raised for anyone making under $400,000. Tax policy is significant, is uh, taking on an additional significance for 2020, blah, 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 blah. The key here is I will raise taxes for anybody right, making over 400000 no new taxes for anybody making under 400,000. Okay? So, I don't know about you guys. I'm going to I'm going to assume that every single person listening to this show doesn't make over $400,000 a year, and I'm not sitting here saying, "Haha, you don't make over $400,000 a year," because guess what? I don't make over $400,000 a year. So, I'm not saying anything about that. And the reason I can assume that the majority of everybody that listens to this show doesn't make over $400,000 a year is because if you're curious, 1% of this country's population makes over $400,000 a year. The 99th percentile for salaries in the United States starts at $361,000 a year. So, 99% of this country, so it basically breaks down to 2.8 million, I think it is, people in this country make over $400,000 a year. So now to me, when you, when, you say those, when you say those things, 1% of the country, so his biggest thing is that the top 1% need to pay their fair share. So that's what he was referring to is the top 1% makes over 
400,000. Now, for most people, and I'm one of these people, I'm not I'm not saying anything about anybody listening to the show. When when you hear these politicians say the top 1% need to pay their fair share, the 1% blah blah blah. 2.8 million, however many exactly that number is, that make over 400,000. Well, my dumbass would tell you that if you're telling me 1%, the top 1% earners in this country, I'm thinking these people are your millionaires. So, like, to me, granted, I would take $400,000 a year all day long. I would take $361,000 a year all day long. So I'm not saying that if you make $400,000 a year, you're, you're poor. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that <laughs> I don't think... $400,000 a year is that much money for you to be considered the top 1% earners. Like, to me, 1% earners is a millionaire. Someone that's making millions, a million dollars or more a year, or more a year. So I was kind of astonished when I stumbled upon this fact that that number is 400000 So, nonetheless, my point being is this. 99% of this country don't make more than 400,000. And I'd be curious, let me look this up here. While while we're talking, uh how many Americans make less than 100,000 per year. All right, let's see what the Googleator says. All right, all right, here we go. So according to the U.S. Census Bureau, the percentage of Americans making over, I want to know who makes under. Well, the, the percentage of people that make over 100000 is 24%. So I guess just for dumb math, we can say that 76% of the country makes under $100,000 a year. Right? I mean, that's how I'm taking that stat. According to the U.S. Census the percentage of Americans making over 100,000 years, 24, 24%. So I would assume that 76% make under, right? That's, I think that's a fair assessment. So $100,000 a year isn't, once again, I would take $100,000 a year all day long. I would assume most of you guys would too. But to me, it's really not a lot, a lot of money. I'm not, I don't want to sound arrogant. Like, I, I don't make $100,000 a year. I'm not trying to say that. But my point being is this. If you are an average person listening to this podcast, I, the average median income, I guess that's question number two for the Googleator. Average uh, earned, or let's say average income, for Amer- uh, Americans. Let's see if that's a good question. Okay, so the, the average median income. Well, this is in 2015. Do we have a more accurate? Okay, here we go. Um, it's about 30. Explore more because it only went up to 19. Come on, man. Come on. Where are we at, buddy? Where are we at? Come on. Um, gross domestic product? No. Median income. So it's about, I don't know, about 30, 32,000 looks like. And that's the median income. So on average in America, 300 and however many million people that live here, um, the average income in this country is around 32 million. Now, granted, that varies by state. Um, with, you know, most, I mean, realistically, most states are in the, 30s. I mean, even California is 33,000. Um, the uh, New York's 35. I mean, so, you know, 32, 33,000, whatever a year. So, if 76% of this country makes under $100,000 a year, we just got slammed in the past year and a half with an 8% tax increase. Well, how do you figure? Eight percent inflation's up eight percent. That's a tax. Now it might not be a tax that the government is getting. It's not a tax in the traditional sense of what a tax is, but it's a tax on 
the American people, right? The average American garnered a 4.3% pay raise this past year. So on average, the average American got a 4.3% pay raise, which means some people got a 7% pay increase, and some people didn't get any pay increase, right? That's what is an average. So even if you were one of those fortunate people that got a 7% pay increase, oh, I was making $1,000 a week, and I got a 7% pay increase. Now I'm making 1070 Well, that doesn't sound like a lot. <laughs> Oh, by the way, you're paying 9% higher inflation on goods. So technically, your 7% pay increase is a negative 2.1. And if you go to a current number, it's a negative 2.4. If you are one of the poor and fortunate people that got the average at 4.3, well, you've lost more than half of whatever you got. So you got a $70 pay increase per week, but you're paying, you know, twice as much at the grocery store, twice as much for gas. And, and that's basically what it is. You last year, this same time last year, while dipshit was president, gas was what, two something a gallon, which was still high, but it's twice as much. Little things you'd buy at the store, your 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 um, spoils, you know, your snack cakes, your potato chips, your beer, your, uh, you know, not your necessities, your wants. I call them wants. There's wants and needs. I want beer and potato chips. I need milk and eggs. You see what I'm saying? I want a. My wife wants cake from the from the bakery. We need uh, a loaf of bread. She wants cookies. We need vegetables. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference. That's the way I break it down. So for him to run on a campaign of no taxes for people making over $400,000, if I or you or the person next to you made 400000 or three sixty-one dollars or uh, $200,000 a year, you probably wouldn't feel the 9% inflation rate. But the old adage goes like this. The more you make, the more you spend. So what I mean by that is, if you make minimum wage, granted, you're living a tight... I mean, I've been there. We've all been there. But you live within your means. And I've... You know, you've everyone that listens to this probably knows someone that whether you dealt with people at workplaces or or whatever you know someone that makes minimum wage or eight bucks ten bucks whatever an hour you know somebody that does this and you might make fifty thousand dollars a year but to them you're rich you see what i'm saying when you don't feel rich because the person that you're talking to over here that makes a hundred thousand dollars a year you think they're rich you see how this works? So even if you make a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, whatever thousand dollars a year, you're spending that money. If you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, you might drive a Corvette versus someone that's making fifty thousand dollars a year driving a Hyundai versus someone making a minimum wage a minimum wage that has to catch the bus. You you understand what I'm saying? So richness is in the eye of the beholder, so to speak. Um, point being is. 99% of this country makes under $400,000 a year. 76% of this country makes less than $100,000 a year. Every single one of us is getting fucked by inflation. Thank you for the taxes there, Biden. But furthermore, a lot of our problems stem from COVID, I guess, not even so much COVID, like, oh my God, COVID's here, we're going to have inflation. No, it's because they gave all this free money out. So during the year of 20, 2020, when COVID hit and they were locking everything down, um, if, you know, 49 other states in this country would have done what Florida did and kind of did your 
due diligence. Okay, we're going to shut everything down, see how things work out, and then we'll slowly open it back up. Whereas by the end, not even the end of 2020, we were open up. We were good to go, I think, by October. Somewhere around there, September, October, we were, kids were going to school, you know. Whereas the majority of the country was like, ho, 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 slow down, slow your roll, Florida. If everyone had done the same thing, we wouldn't have had to give out all these stimulus checks, which equated to trillions of dollars to a lot of a lot of people that didn't really need the money. There was a lot of people that got those checks. I don't even know however much they were, 1400 whatever the dollar amount was. How many of you guys listening to this got that check and you needed that check or you got that check and went and bought a new TV or maybe put a down payment on a new car, whatever. I guarantee there's a lot of people that didn't use that money for its intention. The intention of that money was to pay bills. But what happened in this country is you punished landlords by doing the, uh, I don't remember what the bill was called, but the emergency thing where they suspended where you couldn't kick anyone out of their apartments or houses or whatever you rent. Um, But the landlord still had to pay their mortgage but then they also had mortgage forgiveness for however long. Um, but in the meantime, people still got these checks, these stimulus checks and these extra child tax credits and stuff like that. Instead of paying the rent and paying the electric bill and paying whoever, whatever, they bl- blew it at Walmart and went to the mall and got their hair done and got their nails done and bought clothes and blew the money. So it was a big fucking shopping spree. In the meantime... This country is hemorrhaging money to other countries. And a lot of these countries give two shits about you, me, the person sitting next to you, and everybody else in this fucking country. And, <laughs> you know, so the, the, foreign, the U.S. foreign aid system was established in 1961. So... You know, to help you fully get, uh, grasp this, the magnitude, I've got a uh, infographic. It's a straightforward and shows you how many countries around the world get U.S. aid and how much of it's out there. So I'm not going to sit here and read every country. But just glancing over these countries. Canada, for example. So to me... Now, okay, I'm going to say this about that, and people can get offended because I know there's people that listen to this show from other countries. And I, I mean no harm or no ill will towards you guys. But I'm going to, I'm going to go through this list. There's about 60 countries on this list. I'm not going to read them all. And some of these countries probably need our help. Haiti, Honduras, El Salvador, Dominican Republic to name a few. Um, And you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars that go to these countries every year. But my my problem with that is this. Um, the, The good should favor the unfortunate. You should try and help out your neighbor. You know, you should... If you have the money, you should try and help. I get that. Number one, we don't have the money. We're broke. That's like you being scrounging to try and pay your electric bill, but you're giving a bum 20 bucks. You see what I'm saying? Um, when we give Haiti and Honduras and El Salvador or whatever this money, what are they doing with it? We just give this money away and we don't audit its uh, functionality. Where is it going? What's it doing? Because what I, what I mean by that is if we're giving almost $400 million a year to Haiti, and Haiti is a shithole, and no offense to the people living in Haiti, or people that came, I would assume if you came from Haiti, you came from Haiti for a reason, because it's a shithole. And I would venture a guess that nobody lives in Haiti listening to the show, number one, because I don't see you on the map when the downloads come down. Number two, you probably don't have internet. And I'm not trying to be, ha-ha, Haiti's poor. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm trying to say is, million to Haiti, that's a lot of money. What are they doing with it? 
okay? But then I go to Canada. I've been to Canada. There's people that listen to the show from Canada. Now, Canada is a beautiful country. The parts of it that I saw, it's a beautiful country. It's got a fucked up leader. I'm not saying anything about that. He's screwed in the head. He's a Soros, or he's not Soros, he's a WEF, Klaus Schwab minion. I get that. Why in the hell are we giving 33, what's that? Yeah, 23, I'm sorry, $23 million a year to Canada. Why? Why are we giving money to Canada? Are they that poor of a country? When I think of we're giving money to a country, I can understand Haiti and Mexico and Honda. I can, I can, I don't, I don't like it, but I understand it. <laughs> Why are we giving it to Canada? Then you venture into South America. Okay. Pretty much every country in South America gets money from us. Okay. Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, Brazil, Venezuela, Paraguay, Bolivia, Ghana, or Guyana, Argentina, Chile. So, 10 of those countries, 9 of them, or 8 of them, could give two shits about this country. Venezuela, 31, almost $32 million a year to uh, Venezuela. <laughs> Who do you think sees that money? Ask anybody, if you know anybody that is from Venezuela, ask them if they are seeing any of this $32 million. Ask them what their grocery stores look like. I guarantee you the leader of Venezuela is the only one seeing that $32 million. Scrolling down, my question is, why the fuck are we giving almost $600 million to Colombia? Jesus Christ. All right, Europe. Ukraine. Obviously, right? And this is this is per year. This is the average. $423 million a year to Ukraine. That doesn't include the shit ton we I'll get to them in a second. So we'll we'll skip past that. Georgia, Turkey, Bos- uh, Bosnia, Serbia, Azer Azerbanji, I don't know. Armenia, Moldova, Kosovo, and another interesting country. We hate this country so bad, the evil, ruthless dictator Vladimir Putin gets $274 million a year from us. Why? Why? Then you get into some of these small islands, Micronesia, Marshall Island, I'm not going to read them all, uh, Fiji, New Zealand, whatever. Now, I don't know a lot about a lot of these countries, but, you know, a little bit you hear... Um, I mean, New Zealand's getting $350,000. Why? I mean, how much... <laughs> what does it matter? $350,000 is not that much money. Okay. Uh, I get it. So why are we giving them only $350,000? Why give them anything? Asia. Um, I don't know why it says Asia, because none of these countries are in Asia. This is the Middle East. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, I consider Israel, Israel, I should call it, a relatively wealthy nation, wouldn't you say? Over $3 billion. And that's not even the highest country in this group. Afghanistan gets almost $8 billion, billion with the B, $8 billion to Afghanistan. Almost two billion to Iraq. So I've scrolled through four regions, all of which, at the most, was uh, Haiti had uh, almost four hundred million, Colombia almost six hundred million, Ukraine almost four hundred million. This is averages. This is based on a yearly situation. You get to the Middle East, and we're giving billions of dollars away to these countries. The low man on this totem pole is Bangladesh at 300 million. And they're the low man. Africa. 1 billion to Egypt. Why? So, I guess all in all, um, shit, I probably won't be able to find the number now. Hold on, give me a second. I know it's on here. <laughs> all in all, I think it's 50 billion dollars uh, so, okay, Asia, so these are some facts about uh, U.S. foreign aid per country. 
Asia receives almost $20 billion from the U.S. annually. Um, Israel, Israel, is the most constant recipient of U.S. aid with $146 billion received since its founding. So that started in 61. So in the 60 years that the U.S. aid, foreign aid situation has been going on, we've given them $146 billion. And the U.S. spends between 40 and $50 billion on foreign aid annually. 40 to $50 billion annually. Right? <laughs> and that's on average. That doesn't even count the $54 billion we just gave to Ukraine. That doesn't count that. Okay? So if our average number is 40 to $50 billion a year, let's just, for shits and giggles, call it 45, and we've given 54 to Ukraine, that puts us at, that's going to put us around $100 billion for this year. That's, to, that's as of right now. We've given them $54 billion since February, and it's July. What about the rest of the year? They still got six more months. Is it going to be another $54 billion? Is it going to be five, ten, whatever? Doesn't matter. We've already doubled. We've already put into one country what our normal average is for the year for the whole world. Because you know we have to finance the whole fucking world for some reason. We're going to be well over a hundred billion dollars given to other countries. That for the most part give two shits about us. Okay. Point being is, you want to know why inflation is bad? Stop giving fucking money to people. Everybody. I, I'm not just talking about these other countries. Unemployment's supposed to be so low. Right? There's so many more. We've almost got everyone back to work. Not new jobs, Joe. I still stand by that fact. You're still like a million or so short. These aren't new jobs. These are people getting back to work. And I would even, I would even argue the fact that it's not even that. If 10.9 million people lost their job in 20 and we're at 9 whatever million people back to work, these aren't new jobs. These are people going back to work. I would argue, and I've tried to find this, the statistics on this. I'm still researching this. But oddly enough, it's not easy to find. How many of those nine point whatever million people that have, quote unquote, gone back to work or new jobs created, whatever you want to call it, I guarantee you there's a percentage of those people that are working two jobs. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it's not, oh, uh, you know, Bob Johnson, social, social security number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, has one job, therefore he counts as one. Bob Johnson, Social Security number one, two, three, four, five, six, nine, he could have two jobs, right? It's still going to go as two jobs, not one person working. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm just curious, how many of those jobs are people that work? Let's say they work a full-time job. They work, you know, doing whatever, 40 hours a week. But to... You know, make the ends meet because a 9.1% interest or a inflation rate. They're doing 10, 20 hours a week bagging groceries or working at McDonald's or whatever. Just make a little extra money. I guarantee you there's a chunk. I'm not saying it's, you know, 100 million people, but I, there's probably a chunk. I mean, there's been times in my life where I've had to work two jobs. I'm not laughing at people make, working two jobs. It, it, you do what you got to do. That was my, that's my philosophy. You do what you got to do. You know, I work, work at a job, and there was a time in my life paying child support and doing the things you do, and I was delivering pizzas on the backside. Right? There's no shame in that. Um, so it, it is what it is, for lack of a better term, but my point being is... <laughs> I guess if I were Biden, I get it. If I'm him, you've got to paint a rosy picture. 
You've got to make it look good. Um, he can sit here and talk all that shit he wants about, I'm running again. I'm going to run in 24. Okay, cool. You do you. I don't care who runs against him, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or whoever else. I can't even imagine this dude getting reelected legitimately. Um, one of the reporters hawked him down where he's over in, uh, in the Middle East over there and uh, says uh, about him running again, he's like, Biden, 92%, Jack, 92% of Democrats want me to run again. No, it's like 70 or 68% don't want you to run again. Uh, wherever he's getting the 92, I think the 92% was coming from uh, if he ran against Trump, 92% of the Democrats would vote for him again. I, I can't even imagine that number's that high because if 99% of this country is being taxed without being taxed at right now 9.1%, well, actually right now it's 9.4%. So um, I guarantee that there's people that voted for Biden and it's like, this motherfucker, this is bullshit. You know, I, last year gas was creeping and I was paying $40 to fill out my tank. Now I'm paying 70 Two years ago when Trump was in office, I was paying, you know, 25 to fill this tank up. This is bullshit. So, you know, I'm not saying Trump's the answer to all our prayers. It would, it would be interesting if he did become president because um, I guarantee you if he were to get reelected, he doesn't make those same mistakes he made the first go around. And what a show it would be to see him just go in there and clean house. Like his whole thing when he ran the first time was draining the swamp, right? Hmm. Bet your ass that shit gets drained if he runs, if he wins, I should say. All right. On a quick side note, I got two more things I want to talk about. I didn't know I was going to go that long on inflation, but, you know, it's what I do, right? For those of you who don't know, today's July 14th, 2022, and hooray, hooray, hooray. It is non-binary people day. No, no applause. We're not. We're not doing that. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, <laughs> what the fuck is non-binary people day? And I'm trying not. I really wanted to kind of talk on this. I didn't want to get into a tangent, but I know if I get crazy on this, it's gonna it's gonna go long. But the uh, <laughs> non-binary people day, right? Okay. Cool. So whatever in the hell that means. Uh, but just in time for the celebration, we turn to Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri in a testimony yesterday where he asked um, the question to, uh, I'm probably saying her name wrong, Kira Bridges. She's a law professor and author of The Critical Race Theory. Uh, here's, here's their exchange. Um, I'm, I, I, I'll just go ahead and play this. This is uh, basically what it is, is there was five panelists, but this particular exchange is between Kiera, I'm. I don't mean to mess her name up, but I'm not good with this. Bridges, um, and it, they were referring to the Roe v. Wade um, situation, and uh, she used the phrase "people with capacity for pregnancy." If I, <laughs> and uh, I'll play what what Holly says to her because it's quite interesting. Mr. Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have 
attempted suicide. So I think it's important. Because of my line of questioning? So we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm denying that trans people exist by asking you you if you're talking about women having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think <laughs> so. You are denying that trans people exist, Thank and that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you, Absolutely. or are they also treated like this, where no, you, no, no, they're, they're told that to they're at opening up people to oh, violence? We have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow, I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot just I know. in this exchange. Absolutely extraordinary. Yep. Um, so <laughs> the question she asks is, uh, do you think men can get pregnant? No. So you're denying that trans people exist. It's not what you fucking asked him. You asked him if men can get pregnant. He said no. These are the same fucking people that for, I don't even say for however long because it's still ongoing, said trust the science, get the shot. Oh my God, COVID's going to kill us all. But yet they can't trust the science and the fact that a man, uh, I am a man, can't have a fucking baby. And you know what? I'm cool with that. I know my role. Okay? If if a dude out there wants to dress up like a woman or go one further and cut his junk off and get a banana split and call himself, you know, Ashley... Cool. You do you, bro, or chick. I, on the other hand, am very comfortable being a man and having my wife. Uh, But I also know, as a man, I will never have the problem of getting pregnant. (laughs) I also know that if I was transsexual and decided to be uh, Donna instead of Don... Once again, not going to have to worry about getting pregnant. Even if I got, you know, some breast implants and cut my junk off, still not going to get pregnant. Not going to happen. Now, will there be a time in in our lives? I, I God hope I'm not alive, but <laughs> could there possibly be enough uh, advances in modern medicine that uh, men could get pregnant? Probably. I'm sure someone somewhere in a lab is working on a situation where they're installing ovaries in a fucking monkey's body to try and make that monkey ovulate. I guarantee you it's happening. I I don't know that for a fact, but I can't imagine that it's not happening just because of people like this. This woman is a law professor. (laughs) She's not a stupid person, right? She's an ignorant person with stupid ideas. But you can't sit here and ask a person a question and say, do you think men can get pregnant? And just based on basic biology, he says, no, I don't believe a man can get pregnant. Her response to that is, then you're denying that trans people exist. Never said that. What she's referring to is this. If you're a woman, if you were biologically born a female, let me try and be politically correct or whatever, but if you're a chick (laughs) and you want to be a dude, okay, so now instead of being uh, Susie, you're Billy, right? Technically, unless you get a hysterectomy, unless you go full Billy, and get a, I don't even know if they do this. Do they, do they put a, can they give you junk? Can they add on? Can they, can they give you a Audi instead of an any? I don't, I don't know. But uh, if, uh, if that's possible. So I would assume if I'm going to go, if I'm a woman and I'm like, I'm tired of being a woman. I want to be a man. I, I, I just want to be a man. Um, then you're going to get a hysterectomy and everything. What she's referring to is that most trans, I, I don't even know the terminology, so I know I'm fucking it up, but I'm going to do it in Don term, Don analogy. Okay, this is my terminology. It's not going to be politically correct, 
for any trans women or men or whatever that are listening to this, I apologize. I'm not trying to be ignorant. I just don't know the terminology. So whatever. But in Don's world, it goes like this. If you're a chick and you want to be a dude, if you don't go the full dude and have a hysterectomy, then yes, technically, you can pretend to be a guy and still get pregnant. I get it. Therefore, you can have a person that looks like a dude, and then that dude, quote-unquote, could theoretically get pregnant. But in all senses of biology, and I'm not a scientist by any stretch of the imagination, but I am not a fucking idiot. So by all stretches of the imagination, if Susie wants to pretend to be Billy, and then Billy gets pregnant, Billy's still a chick. Just because she changed her name and her lifestyle to be a dude doesn't mean she's not a chick. So in my opinion, if you want to pretend to be a guy, then go all in. Because I will say this about that. A lot of guys that want to become women, at least if they're in it to win it, they go all in. By that I mean they do the hormonal whatever and they get the their junk cut off and they get, you know, breast implants. There's not a lot of women that do the opposite. Now there might be some women that take testosterone and so they can grow a beard and kind of look like a dude, but there's not many of them cuz you can stop taking testosterone and go back to being a woman. You can crank that around and get take estrogen. So you want to impress me? Get a hysterectomy, therefore you can't get pregnant. But, anyway, that's just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. The point that this woman is obviously not an idiot. She's obviously a smart person. She's a law professor. I know one thing, if my child went to her school and was learning to be a whatever, eh, they're not in her class anymore. Because she's not speaking about law. She's speaking about opinion. Anyway... Last story, and I'm not going to go deep into this one because this is actually going to be a tease. So what Chris and I are going to do is we're going to do a series starting next week on false flags in America. Now, a lot of people have different definitions of what false flags are. Plain and simple is this. Back in the 1700s, there was a captain... No, I'm joking. (laughs) Back in the 1700s, basically what they did is you had pirates or different country, military, you know, Navy, uh, what they did was they would attack whatever using, so like, uh, let's say you're, you're a pirate, whatever. You might raise a flag of, of the England on your boat, attack whatever, to cause, a, you know, war. that's probably a bad example because a pirate wouldn't do that. So like England might raise a flag of Spain, attack... Um, an English warship to be able to start a war with Spain. They would raise a false flag. Okay, that's where the terminology came from. A lot of people back when Sandy Hook happened and you had, uh, what's his face, Alex Jones, you know, say that the, the, the kids were not dead, they was act and blah, blah, blah. That's what he considered a false flag. And I kind of like Alex Jones but that was pretty ignorant on his behalf. Um, And not to get into a a lot of details as to what we're going to talk about necessarily. When we are going to talk about false flags, these are events that really happened. People really died. But the way we look at it is those are casualties of an agenda. So we're going to talk about false flag events under under the guides of Yes, whatever these different things that we're going to talk about, they really happened. People really died. There was really a shooter. There was really a, you know, a person flying a plane. There was really, these things really took place. And the people that really died were casualties of war, so to speak. But the Uvalde shooting is one of the items we're going to talk about. Because it's not even that we're just going to talk about the Uvalde shooting. It's going to be mass shootings. It's going to be one of the episodes of False Flags. But the video come out <laughs> yesterday of these damn police officers. And I'm going to say this about that. You're not going to find many people that 
respect the police more than we do here at Don't Tread on America. And just like in any factions of life, there are bad people that do a crappy job. And that goes for police officers too. I'm not saying all police officers are bad, but there are bad police officers. That's just fact. The fact that this video that comes out, the surveillance video of the school comes out, and this dude, this kid, whatever his name was, I can't even recall, it doesn't matter, walks into the school, and literally two and a half minutes later, the police are right behind him before any of the shooting started. They could have killed him right then, or at least shot him or something. But even more so, they, I don't know if you've seen the video. If you, if you haven't, look it up. It's, if you can handle it, but it's, it's a sight to see. The, the, I think it was two or three police officers follow him up the hallway to where he w- went into the classroom. And you can't hear anything. There's not a lot of audio. I mean, you can hear the gunshots when they start going off, but you can't hear if there's any talking or whatever. But um, I, I assume they're trying to communicate with him because there's, like I said, there's two or three officers down there by the classroom. And then they're shooting, which I would assume was from the the gunman, because all the cops come, the two or three cops, whatever, come hauling ass back down the hallway. And there they stood, probably 100 feet, give or take, from the classroom where these kids were in this teacher. These teachers were being massacred, essentially. For an hour, hour and 17 minutes, they stood there. While he hadn't, he only had shot once or twice. And that at that point, you don't even know if he killed anybody at that particular point. As he started shooting these kids, I can only imagine you had to hear the screams from these little kids. You had to. You had to hear these kids screaming for their lives. Not to mention the 911 calls that were pouring in from these kids and these teachers and these cowards. Say what you will. These cops were cowards. And it wasn't one or two of them. There was a few of them there. And they're a bunch of pussies. They're a bunch of cowards. Every single one of those police officers that was in that hallway, including the guy that was on a cell phone playing... I don't know if he Angry Birds or whatever the fuck he was doing, checking his Facebook. And the one that went and got hand sanitizer because he was bored. Every single one of those police officers, not only do they need to be fired, but they need to be brought up on charges. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say this because, like I said, I don't give a shit what their chain of command is I don't give a shit that their commanding officer the captain or whoever gave the command to stand down I don't give a fuck who you are once you hear gunshots you are trained or you should have been trained to kick in the fucking door and shoot that little motherfucker in the head okay the fact that you stood there behind your shields with your same weapons that the kid had in your body armor and stood there like a bunch of fucking cowards. Every single one of you deserved to be held up on charges. Not to mention the fact that every single one of those kids that was killed and the kids that were there and didn't die but now are going to have to suffer from PTSD from this incident, every single one of those kids and their families deserve compensation. And I'm not one of these people that's so quick to hand out money like that. But that police office, those police officers, that captain, the whoever gave the direction to stand down, all should be in jail right now. That's just my opinion. Take it for what it's worth. But what I'm saying is that is some straight up bullshit. I'm I'm sorry. Now, the ones that were outside of the school holding the parents back, I get it. But those 10 or 12 officers that were in that hallway listening to that stuff happen, I'm sorry. You're done. You are done. You guys are cowardice pieces of shit. And God 
will have mercy on your souls if he doesn't send you to fucking hell for the shit you did in that hallway that day or for the fact of the matter the shit you didn't do in that hallway. But we will get more in-depth into mass shootings. And when I say mass shootings, we're not going to talk about every single mass shootings because even since you valued, there's been like 12. Um, you just don't hear about them because they're not popularized by the deadly scary AR-15. So anyway... But just mass shootings that are popularized in this country and how we believe these are not what they all appear to be. And then we'll talk about more stuff. It's not going to be one long three-hour episode. We're probably going to do two or three episodes. We'll do a series on false flags. Events in this country. So please, I encourage everybody to subscribe to the show on whatever podcast app you're listening. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. That way you'll get the alerts, you get the downloads, that so you'll be able to know, oh shit, here's that false flag situation he was talking about. I can't wait to hear it. And I promise you this, I will promise you this, we will not get drunk to the point where we're stammering and stummering and we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We're going to be conscious <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to give you guys some real hard-hitting facts of what this country has done to its American, to the American public for the past hundred years. And I have some false flag events that no one even considers false flag events. Well, I shouldn't say no one, but the American public. Most people, you can talk about certain events that might be false flags. And they'll be like, oh yeah, I heard about that. But I've got a couple for you to make you fucking scratch your head and be like, oh shit, I never thought about that one. So anyway, so please subscribe to the show, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Don't Tread on America. Like I said, I'm going to do a live show this weekend on Saturday, probably around 5 and uh, if you follow the uh, us on the Facebooker there, you'll be able to get the alert, and you'll be able to see this pretty mug talking and gyrating and drinking some whiskey and having fun. <laughs> All right, guys. With that being said, it is July fourteenth. Uh, what did I say it was? Uh, Non-binary People Day. <laughs> uh, and I am your host. Don Q, guys, you have a great day. And I will hopefully see you guys, or you'll see me, on Saturday. Uh, but either way, you'll hear me nonetheless. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you later.